Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur by experienced managed service providers. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. Uh, we are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP uh, channel only uh, based out of Dallas as well. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I, I wanted to do this podcast was because visiting a lot of these events, I, I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues that, that we experienced. So wanting to take that pain away from some of the new guys, they decided to go with this podcast. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with, I think, a total of three employees, and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop. We're located in South Central Indiana, servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're currently about a dozen employees. We're an MSP. We were originally founded in 1999. I truly believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help me and, and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share with me their mind share on, on how to overcome issues. So I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago and many years in the working and here we are. So we hope that you really get a lot out of this podcast and learn the things that I wish somebody would have told me. Follow, like, and subscribe at IT4Whiskey.com. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of IT for Whiskey. I am Craig. I'm with my friends, Joe and Myron. Yo, what's up? Another exciting topic we're going to work on. Hold on, it's going to come to me. A focus. Focus, my friend. Focus. 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 Focusing. I think we all have stories on this word. Come up more than once in our professional lifetime, I would believe. Um, I got a whole story on it, but I'm not going to bring it up. But Yes, you are. No, I am not. <laughs> I have a question. At some point at the beginning, you had to focus to get started. What got you focused and got you out of the, let's call it the rat race, to actually move forward and maintain that focus so that you can grow this business? For me, it was my business partner. He really, my, some of you may know Chris is my business partner and he's, he's a fantastic human being and he really put things into perspective for me and he motivates a lot of the staff and myself included. So for me, it literally was because of him that I saw the light and saw the direction and he gives me motivation and he gives me the focus to get the job done on a daily basis. I need, and sometimes I need that, you know? Some of the things that came up for me early on was that clients would come to me and want XYZ. So I had to create it from scratch. And that really focused me to get certain things in place and working because in 2005, 2006, a lot of the services that we're now doing, they didn't exist. There are no contracts. And I think being focused on trying to get the solutions sold and bought was a, a big motivator for me to get it out the door. And that focused me. And plus, who knows how many hours I spent up late in the night trying to get these documents created. And also, 
the website. You know, everybody had a website back then, still today, but someone had to do it. Someone had to have the vision, what it is that the site was going to do. And that really motivated me and focused me on getting a lot of those things created from scratch. But luckily, nowadays, I have Joe and Joe just emails me everything free. <laughs> Well, because amongst us, I feel like we're one clan, one group. <laughs> we are. There's no secrets between the three of us, I think. There isn't. Exactly. That's what it should be between us. Except for the one the one thing Craig's not letting go on. Nope. Keeping that under the table. Now, wait, 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 wait. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? And this goes beyond just the just the, the business, right? We At the beginning, what, what kept me focused was I wanted to prove people wrong. I didn't grow up with a college degree. And some of the things that a lot of people have. And I needed to prove people that I, I could be more than what people expected. And that kept me focused and motivated. It still does today. A lot of times, I didn't know what, which direction I should be going, but I knew I had to go somewhere. And as long as I keep moving forward, it really didn't matter at the beginning specifically. It didn't matter which way I went. I just needed to do something. As, as we started the business and, and for us in 04, 03, 04, managed services didn't really exist. I thought I had come up with a cool formula that we can bill on a monthly basis, uh, unlimited support, and it would work. And we pushed that and we had to train people. We got past that. I want to focus a little bit on- No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended on people not believing in themselves. And I think that's an area that I, I think everybody struggles. I struggle with areas that I, I don't believe in myself, or maybe that, that the word is not believe in myself, but I believe that I'm not good at it. And this podcast, as an example, was something that I was, I was afraid to do. And I felt that, you know, my voice or what I was saying was not going to be something that people needed to hear, or it wasn't something that was going to be valuable to someone else. And thankfully, I, I met Joe and Craig, who also believed in what, what we're trying to do. And, and, you know, and it's been great. But going back to the, the people, and I know I'm going a little bit on a tangent here, but I had a conversation with somebody recently, and I think I was telling you guys offline about it. This person is an incredible person. They, they have all these skills, all these things. They have a degree in, in, in their area and, and what they do for their companies, because they're, they're not a business owner. They actually work for a company. It is amazing. Winning employee of the year within a, a group of like two, 3,000 employees. And still that person feels that they're not good enough. And I think people overall take that for granted. And they forget that you do know. Don't listen to your inner self telling you that you don't know because you can really do something. And in those areas that you don't know, you just got to work on every day. By doing that, you do get better and you do become that complete person that you're trying to become. I don't know. And I went on. I, I became a Joe for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> I resented that. That's that. That was pretty bad. I, that was pretty rude. Byron, it's not possible to become Joe. <laughs> you're both. You're both cut off. <laughs> what are you drinking, Joe? Oh, we got the mute version. Oh, <laughs> oh, cold shoulder. So I am drinking Myron. I am drinking I W Harper. It is a uh, Kentucky bourbon. It's about I think a thirty-eight dollar bottle. It is very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, it's smooth. Last time I think I was drinking Eagle Rare, but this is a very good bottle. It should be available in your stores. There's also a 15-year-old bottle of IW Harper, and it goes for between $60 and $75. I'm picking up, I'm picking up a bottle of that. And I would recommend that one as well. I'm, again, drinking the 1792 because I cannot put this down. It's just so smooth. It's funny because, because similar to you, I went back to my Yellow Spot 12. This is such a great Irish whiskey. I actually cannot say enough 
good about it. So my my financial controller, great guy, older guy, but great guy. He's you know like sixty one years old, really wise, really intelligent, has a lot of experience behind him. Really smart man, and I'm blessed to have him working for me. And so he came in to me the other day and said, "Hey, Mazel Tov." He goes, "My son's getting married this weekend. We need to have a scotch." And I said, "Sure." I said, "But we're not going to do scotch. We're going to do whiskey." And he's not a big drinker. And so I gave him some of this Yellow Spot 12. And he said, "I, what is this? What the heck is this?" I said, "I, you know, one of my good friends recommended it, and I bought it, and it's really good." He goes, "Oh my God, this is the best whiskey I ever drank in my life." So. Craig, you clearly have a very defined and, and great palate because everyone I've shown this to has said, wow, this is good. I, I don't know if that's actually true, if I have a defined palate. Well, regardless, you, you do know good from bad. And, and, and Myron, Myron. I do, I do know that. I, I'm more of a black and white kind of guy. It's either good or bad. But Myron, would you not agree that like before we met Craig, that I would never taste bourbon because I always thought it tasted terrible? My liquor stash has doubled since I've been uh, listening to Craig's recommendations. So in your guys' defense, in the beginning when we first met, the bourbons that you were drinking were not good bourbons. They were poor choices. But that's all we knew. That's all you knew. So now you have expanded it, and so therefore you're now drinking a much better quality whiskey. So that has made a big improvement. And I have focused you guys on choosing bourbons and whiskeys that will improve your lifestyle and make you wiser as you become older. So I will say, Craig, you're, you're saying it half joking, and I will say the other half is serious. You're right, because some of the, the whiskeys I have tried and opened my horizon to because of you, you know what? You, you have a fantastic palate. I've never liked bourbons before I met you at all. Irish whiskeys, some were okay, but most I didn't like. But you know what? You've opened me up to that as well. So I will say, Craig, I think, Myron, correct me, don't take offense to this, but correct me if I'm wrong, that the three of us, you actually have the most refined palate out of the three of us. So I will take heed to you all day long. I, I know my, my bias. You give me Caribbean cask and I'm happy, right? <laughs> Everyone knows my feeling. He's got the biggest stash too, by the way. So uh, by, Of what? Car well, of, of, of whiskeys? Of anything. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. I have to admit, when we were last together and pulled out, Lee pulled out the Caribbean cast, I had never had it before until then. That was the first time. And what were your thoughts? I, I thought it was really good. I, I It was smooth. Okay. It was good. So it's not a bad whiskey. No, no, no. I thought drinking, I think I had a couple of cubes maybe in it at that time. It's a great drink. I think Ricky had probably two glasses of it right in front of me. Ricky had a lot. Ricky drank half the bottle. <laughs> he even said, he goes, what is this? This is, oh my God, this is amazing. I said, okay, so the Canadian knows one or two things. What can I say? Ricky, 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 Ricky. Actually, I chastised him because he drank most of the bottle. Because I think I only got like two drinks out of it. That was it. And then he brought friends. <laughs> I love Ricky, but he did drink most of that bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And there was there was the Elijah Craig, and there was a few other bottles laid out. And, and so, again, I don't care. I'll buy the guy two bottles and not think about it because, you know, Ricky's a great guy. But, boy, he dipped into that bottle pretty heavy. No, he he's, he told me he's bringing a bottle to uh, Anaheim. Great. I Either way, Ricky's a, Ricky's a great guy. So You heard it here first. So I'm in first? <laughs>
No, I said you heard it here first. Oh, you heard it here first. So I was hoping I'm first in line. Maybe that too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so focus, getting back, because this is the problem with our industry. And this podcast is a great example of what our industry is like. Most people in our industry have a severe case of ADD. And, and the most successful ones have that. And why? Because technology moves so fast, it evolves so fast that you need to have ADD to be successful. To a certain degree, I think there's a lot of validity behind that. But think about it. Yeah, you, you've got it. You got it. You got it. Dude. Okay, Craig, you of all, out of the three of us have the most severe case of ADD. Proof in point to Craig, can you focus? Craig, can you focus? <laughs> <laughs> the point is the, the focus on the business. So I always say, you know, there's only a few things that really matter in business. In, in the IT business. There's only a few things. It's not a big, long list. You have to have focus. You have to have passion. You got to be dedicated to it, and you need customers that pay. If you don't have those things, you've got nothing. If you're not passionate about IT, do something else. Go into another business. But if you have passion and you are passionate about it, take that passion, because if you're really good at something and you're very passionate about it, money will always be there. Don't worry. Money is one of the last things you got to worry about. Eventually, it will be there. Uh, that's, that's a true statement. Yeah. That mindset is important. I always get worried about cash flow every once in a while, but I like what I do and business just keeps on showing up. Yeah. Well, you know, as they say, cash flow is king. That's true. Cash flow is king, aka listen to episode a uh, few, few episodes ago. But as much as it is king, think about this. If you were not passionate about what you do and you didn't believe in it to your soul that you didn't believe in it, do you think you had a chance of being successful? You couldn't be successful. No. You have to believe in what you're doing without a doubt because you're going to get challenged. Uh, you know, As a business owner, you're going to get challenged and everything that you believe will be put in question. And if you don't 100%, 200% believe in yourself, and that's Kind of what I was trying to talk about before is if you don't 200% believe in yourself and focus on that, it's going to be really hard for you to make it because you will get challenged. You will get challenged from a financial standpoint. You're getting challenged. From, you know, your customer base will challenge you, your staff, everything. All those things will challenge you and you have to be focused and willing to go through that, that pain. You're right. If you don't believe in it yourself, why would anyone else around you? That's right. Myron, when you started Cinetech, did you have like a distinct vision of what you were planning to do within the first year? No, uh, I, I knew the pricing model and I knew I wanted to push it out to as many people as I could, but I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a marketing plan or anything. I just, uh, whatever luck brought to me basically. And little by little, that master plan, that vision started to create itself and we started to put it in place. And along the way, we'd made decisions that brought up because of challenges that we had as a business that I had never thought that I would ever have. You know, I'm not a business major. I'm not a, I don't have an MBA. Those things were coming and we were swinging as they came, you know, to deal with them. And we still do that today. But you could sense them naturally what worked, then you could focus on those areas of importance once you started to sense them. Because you, you could tell what worked and what didn't work. Absolutely. And, and especially when, when the big picture vision started to create itself and we were trying to make that happen, 
it made it clear on what our focus needed to be so that we can accomplish the, that vision. You know, but without that, it was it was a free for all. And I think a lot of smaller MSPs, and I'm going to venture out to say this, but I believe part of the reason why smaller MSPs, these one two people shops, don't grow past the the one and two, is because they don't have a grand vision. They don't have something that they're trying to achieve, that they're trying to accomplish. Because you have to have a goal at the end, and the goal can't be money. We've talked about this before. It's got to be something else. And you have to have that focus. You have to be able to say, this is what we're trying to accomplish. Because every time something else comes in that tries to challenge that, that, that idea, you have to be able to bat it away and say, no, that's not what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to do. And because of that, for us, we had the ups and downs of the economy meltdown. And we maintained our focus. And because we maintained that focus and our core beliefs, that allowed us to continue to grow even through that that time. So it's important to have that. Yeah, it's funny. I mentor this this group of kids, right? And one of them said, you know, I don't understand. How do you know that what you're doing is really that great? Like you have competition, you have other people in your industry. I said to him, look, at the end of the day, if you believe in what you're doing and you know what you're doing so well, that you're so passionate about it. It's like saying that for MSPs, you'll relate to this. I'm going to go to big box store XYZ, whatever that big box store is. And I'm going to buy a consumer grade laptop for $6.99 versus I'm going to go to my MSP and say, hey, what's something that's going to last me three years? And it's going to be something that's manageable. It's going to mitigate risk. It's going to be secure, compliant, and it's going to provide the uptime that I need with the SLA to keep my business running. Well, that laptop for $6.99 will never do that, or even $9.99 may never do that. But you get a really good Intel V Pro laptop from a tier one manufacturer, and it's got all this functionality in it, et cetera, et cetera. And then you look at it and you say, well, you know what? Over the course of three years on a 0% lease, I'm going to give you this, this product and it's going to cost you $80 a month, whatever the number is. But here's what you're getting in return. So knowing what you know and being able to equate that to a business value, right? That's that's what I get out of this. I'm so passionate about what I do. A laptop's a stupid example. That's a really simplistic example that most of us can relate to. I'm talking about more complex things like why go to the cloud? Why enable security technologies? Why this? Why that? Why MSP? Why do you want to deal with a managed service provider? Why do you want to deal with a managed service? security service provider, managed data center provider, etc. Why do you do this when apparently up front, it may cost you two grand instead of one, but what is it that that spending that extra like thousand dollars or doubling your budget actually delivers? And so to me, understanding the customer's business, tearing it apart, breaking it down and solving the inefficiencies, applying a technology to do that. To me, that's my passion. That's why I'm so focused on what I'm doing and I enjoy what I do because I'm good at that. So if you pick what you're good at and you pick something that you're passionate about and focus on it, at the end of the day, your business will always be successful. If you're doing things that you don't understand, hire someone for that. Exactly. Hire someone for that. The, the only piece that you I think you need to know to do is sell. You always need to know how to sell in your business because you have to sell yourself. So if if you're not able to sell, I think that that's the only area I would I would say that you need to uh, work on and improve 
And even that you can get away with not not having. You just have to have a good business partner. Who can sell. Who can sell, exactly. <laughs> but um, if there's an area that you don't know, that, that you struggle, and even after you try and try to learn it, you struggle, outsource it. Hell, that's why we exist. That's why MSPs exist, because we out, you know, people outsource their IT to us. Why not? Don't try to reinvent everything, you know, and and, and keep focused on on the the core goal, which is to grow your business, to to do whatever it is that you want to do, you know, and accomplish the things you want to accomplish. One of the things I try to do is keep it simple. I mean, a lot of people try to make the technology difficult. One of the focuses I have is whenever I look at a problem, is try not to over engineer it. Just keep it fairly simple, so that way the client at least understands what it is that they're acquiring. And the other goal I have is when we ever we take on a client, we sell a client, that the solution that I give them, anybody can take it on so that they can choose another service provider and they can easily take over and manage it. Funny you say that because I, 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 I agree with you 200%. I've always felt that, you know, even in a business, if I left today, will this company falter? And if it falters, then I'm an idiot. I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm inefficient. I'm a lot of bad things. But if I can walk away and it's self-sufficient, I did my job. When you do a, a solution for a customer, don't lock them in. Don't corner them. Don't screw them over that way. You think you're going to get long-term like stickiness? You may for a year or two, but by, eventually someone's going to come along and educate that customer and they're going to realize you scammed them. So I agree 100%. There's a session at the Anaheim event in December that talks about the journey from starting to exit. And that was a conversation actually I had today with Erica here at the office. And um, she said, oh, that sounds so sad with, with the exit part, like the termination of, the, of whoever starts the business. And I said, you know, we actually, we have a plan for that because you never know. I mean, something could happen and the business has to be able to operate without one of its key members like me or my business partner, you know, so that that's important to have. You, you said something before that kind of triggered that thought. It's important that you have that that entire mentality, that entire focus and, and plan, because if something happened or if you went away or a key person of the company went away, the operation has to continue. Anyway, that's not part of the topic, but it, it just, it, it, it stuck a nerve um, for me. What is part of the topic is this great whiskey that I am drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm about to pour myself a little bit more of this I.W. Harper. I highly recommend it. Pick it up. If I.W. Harper is listening on this podcast, which is highly unlikely, they could Send me a sample of the new bottle. Well, since they're not probably listening, I'm going to the liquor store today and picking up a bottle on my own dime because <laughs> I do want to try it out. But in the meantime, if 1792 is listening, uh, huh. I'm a big fan. I'd be curious to see what they do with the barrels that were possibly recovered from when they had that Rick house mm-hmm. that fell down. The person that was giving the, the tasting was from the, um, the company and he did talk about it. Um, and he talked about how many he recovered. I don't remember. I was already, you know, pretty tossed by that. I wonder if they'll make a special release of those. I bet they will. I think they will. He said officially they do not. They have not discussed that. And then we somewhat got a wink. So um, I think that they probably will. One cool thing that they that we talked about while I was at that bourbon tasting was the possibility of buying a barrel, um, which I didn't know was possible. And I, I, I text Craig and uh, Giovanni, my business partner, you know, he was like, let's buy a barrel. We can give them away. Actually, you texted all three of us. 
Yeah, no, we and we talked about we can like you know how we always give some kind of whiskey at the at the events and stuff. We we can give a few bottles. Craig, you know off the top of your head, how many bo- bottles can you get off of a? You could probably get about eight hundred bottles out of a barrel. Depends on the age of the whiskey and how big the barrel is. Yeah, I mean that'd be fantastic. We can go down there, we can sample right. well, I'm from in. different casks until we pick the one that we want, and uh, and maybe make it the it for whiskey. Special edition bottle. <laughs> Let's do this. Craig's like, ha ha, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in too. So us Canadians, we're a little bit conservative. What can I say? So episode 30, we'll be down at the Whiskey Trail down in Kentucky. We'll be down there tasting various barrels of beer. Which one are we going to be purchasing to bottle and have it for procurement? Absolutely. I think I'll be open to say that Greenland would be willing to pay for a big portion of that so that we can give it to our partners. Okay. Sounds great. So how about we do this then? We're going to sign off today on the notion of we're going to have a custom barrel of whiskey available. Limited edition might be only 20 bottles. We get five bottles each, five bottles to our best listeners. That would be Todd Gates. (laughs) Gates gets one of them. Yep, I, I would I would concur. Todd's, Todd's a trooper. You know, we, we, we've been getting some reviews on uh, iTunes. Uh, if you're listening through iTunes or any any platform that you can leave a review, please do so. By leaving that review, it basically bumps us up and makes us more uh, accessible or, or available for others to find us. And that would help. And remember, we don't do this for money. This is not a money generating objective for us. We're really here to help you guys. And if we find that there's followers and and, and people that believe in what we're doing, we'll do more of it. But if there's no take on it, then you know what? It's what's the point? So tell us that you like it. Tell us you appreciate it. And we'll make you more. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm getting paid. By who? (laughs) One one other thing, we were recently uh, interviewed. Um, uh, Joe, you want to talk about our interview that we had recently? Yeah, recently we had a great interview by Channel Buzz. Um, really great guy by the name of Rob who runs ChannelBuzz.ca. He's um, an industry vet. He's very focused on the industry, uh, the channel, and helping enable us. Us being as MSPs, the channel, and he approached me to talk about our podcast about IT for Whiskey, and he asked us all about it. And and when I explained to him what the the real objective out of it was, is to you know, pay it forward and to help all you guys with your businesses, he immediately said, I need to do an interview with you guys. So we we recently did an interview and it's um, in post-production right now as we speak. And, you know, they'll have their version of the interview. We'll have ours, whatever. But the point being is that uh, there's going to be some really cool, it's going to be a really cool episode. I'm, I'm really stoked. Um, I believe we're, what, God, where are we at guys about a dozen in at this point it's been it's been fun it's been great and we hope to do a hundred more yeah absolutely oh oh my goodness if i'm allowed <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you for listening again like subscribe follow tell your friends tell your buddies in the industry review put some reviews uh five stars are more than welcome and if you're going to next gen in december we will be there come see us we'll have a drink we'll buy you a drink we'll see you soon thanks
Cheers. Thanks, guys. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Like usual, as the Canadian, I'm getting the short end of the stick. I know. I'm used to it. I get it. Oi.